0: Bye. everybody thank you for listening to the cinephiles digest dude totally tubular episode this week we're talking beach horror bro catching some waves some guts some blood it's gonna be huge let me welcome my co host travis what's up dude
1: great uh impression <laughs> what's that what we'd call it it's
0: my inner beach boy <laughs> <laughs> uh, in paris Hello.
2: I, you know, I was gonna do like another Beach Boy impression, like a how's it hanging bra, but I don't think I could top. I don't think I could top yours. So, <laughs> hey, hi. I've been practicing. It's me, I'm
0: here for my whole <laughs> life. Has been <laughs> leading up to this moment. <laughs> <That's embarrassing. laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna be talking uh, beach horror. This was uh, Travis's turn for the picks. We're gonna be discussing. Nightmare Beach directed by Umberto Lenzi who uh we just featured one of his films on the show with uh, Cannibal Ferox so that's gonna be fun and we're also gonna be talking about Piranha 3D by Alexander Aja who also has had a film featured on this podcast we talked uh, Hills Have Eyes way back in the day so a couple of repeat uh directors on this app, uh, totally unintended that was unintentional right travis no
2: nope. the family mean in the family <laughs> if i
0: recall it's about, correctly it's about family yeah this week is sponsored by f9 um uh, <laughs> So we're gonna be talking Nightmare Beach first. So let's uh, let's just fucking dive right in. Uh, let me get my plot synopsis pulled up. I'm realizing. Uh, oh, just kidding. <laughs> just, kidding. Uh, just kidding. It's right here. Nightmare Beach. Uh, after the execution of a mo- motorcycle gang leader convicted of murder, a helmeted biker goes on a killing spree during spring break in florida written and directed by umberto lenzi and james justice film stars uh no it's a couple of nobodies nicholas Toth, sarah buxton michael parks just nobodies no 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 uh, recognizable faces in this one or at least faces that i recognize but this you was uh, the cop he looks familiar who is that guy
1: I think it's, is it John? John, John Saxon? Saxon?
0: Who is this guy?
1: I don't know, but he's a familiar face.
0: Oh, he died last year. He's most known Peace, dog. for playing a cop on uh, A Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street. And
2: mm. uh,
0: he was in New Nightmare as well. And apparently he was in Black Christmas. So he plays cops in horror movies is who this guy is. Good um, for him. yeah so travis this is uh your theme um do you want to go first or do you, would you like uh
1: paris or i to take this one uh sure i will go first and yes matt to your point that you brought up earlier it was uh unintentional that another uh vincenzo whatever his name is
0: umberto uh, lenzi show some respect Yep. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <Not even closed. laughs> well anyways,
1: that guy, uh total coincidence that we're doing another one of his movies. But also wanted to point out that there is some uh uncertainty about who directed this movie and how much he was actually involved. It seems mm. like there was some issues during production and he like necessarily didn't want to direct it, but um I also didn't do a ton of research, and my only source was Wikipedia, so I don't know how uh, how much I should actually talk on this topic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should just talk about the movie itself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's at least a credited writer and director on the film. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a Toby Hooper, uh, Steven Spielberg uh, situation.
1: <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Nightmare Beach. This movie was not very good. It's uh <laughs> it's yeah. pretty trashy and for I would say all of the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it honestly is just it's just like a mediocre slasher movie. Uh the the kills aren't that great. The effects were okay, I guess. Um but it all got really repetitive pretty fast and uh it just seemed like an excuse to show a little tna get some kills in there call it a day i mean that's basically what the uh 80s slasher template was so not that i was expecting you know something wholly original or a hidden gem in the genre but uh this was not very good. We'll not be returning anytime soon, or maybe ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, for my money, uh, this is my least favorite film that we have discussed yes. on this show. Uh, wow,
2: really? <laughs> uh,
0: Thanks, Killing. way better than this piece of trash. Um, Whoa. <laughs> I just found it so dull. I just... I don't know. I mean, it's not horrible, but I was pretty bored. I, I I do think the second half is probably slightly better than the first half, I guess. But mm. the kills are just not that entertaining. I mean, the electrocution thing, most of the kills involve the electrocution. And I just, I don't know. There, there were some decent effects, I guess, tying into that, you know, like the killer's, what is it called? Modus operandi or whatever um Mm -hmm. some some decent stuff there i liked the outfit like i liked the way that the motorcycle killer looked but i don't know it's just um not enough tna not enough gore not enough like of the (laughs) of the fun trashy things you know what i mean like if you're really gonna enjoy it on that level not enough of it and i you know it it's decently acted for one of these types of movies like it's not good acting Is but, it? well there are worse for the genre I guess I'll say like it wasn't offensively bad the Is acting it? I didn't think it was offensively I, I've watched a lot of these movies though <laughs> and I've seen some that have been significantly worse so I I wasn't turned off by the bad acting and also it didn't enhance the movie either yeah. um and there's like a classic slasher trope of like you know the killer is one of the characters in the story and you don't know who it is it's like a mystery the whole movie right and we can circle back to it a little later but the payoff and who the killer ended up being was pretty lame and his his ultimate demise so stupid i want to talk about that more later too but general impressions uh bad Paris, what about you? Where did you land on this one?
2: Yeah, so... I had an interesting viewing experience with this one because I actually invited my friend Jess over to watch it. Um, it was uh, Friday night. Uh, you know, we were like, ooh, fun. she's been wanting to come over to watch a scary movie and check out my new couch, which is awesome and great for, you know, hanging out and watching movies and stuff. So it was me... Kurt and Jess hanging out watching this movie and I think I enjoyed it quite a bit more because of that we even talked about after if I had watched this by myself I would have been bored out of my mind really just dragging my feet on it but I think having other people to to bounce off of was and to joke with you know about the movie really enhanced the viewing experience now does that mean this was a good movie? No, absolutely not. This was a bad movie. But I did enjoy myself a bit more with having other people to be like, what the fuck is this?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it always helps to have uh, more people around when watching something like this.
0: Yeah. Definitely. I, I watched it with Haley, and like she is also into this kind of movie, and she... We stopped watching it about an hour through because we like, were like this movie has to be almost over, right? And then it wasn't even an hour in, so we stopped. And then I watched the last half hour on my own, so she didn't mm-hmm. even care enough to finish it. Oh, um, man. We DNA. we were just having <laughs> <laughs> logged <laughs> it as a Deanna fun letterbox. Um, Damn. We just uh, just we did we were not having fun with it. It's just. I don't know. Some of the music is is kind of fun, like some goofy, goofy music. (laughs) Did you
1: love the uh, little, uh, what is it, like music cue that hits when the killer shows up? Yeah, I I, I didn't hate it.
2: (laughs) The soundtrack of this movie fucking kills, you guys. Like, that (laughs) elevated the movie. Like, honestly, we'll get into it way later, but like that. This is not a good movie. Like, let's be Like, we've all said it. But that soundtrack fucking bumping and bumped up the star rating for me even. Like, I wanted to get that soundtrack on vinyl to, like, play at parties. That sad. It's just that I'm picky about my, you know, hair medley kind of, you know- shitty 80s pop brand yeah yeah like i'm pretty picky about that stuff i don't just like it in general but i liked every single song that was (laughs) in this movie and i wanted to take it home and keep it with me always like i was can we can we talk about the music did you guys have thoughts and feelings on this
0: yeah the complete opposite of your thoughts <laughs> it's so bad it was like i wouldn't you'd have to pay me to fu- i would leave your party if you put this playlist on at your party i would fucking mad they're so bad they're so, they're like kind of so bad they're good like i when i said the music I was mean, good i right. was joking it's it's they're awful it's really really no. bad music
2: no no. Yes. What is oh what is the main the main intro song that keeps coming back and it's like what is it? It's it was like, written for the movie. I assumed that this would be another one where you're like I couldn't get this song out of my head. It's so catchy. Yada yada. I am it.
0: No, no, no. This is no once bitten, if that's what you're alluding to. That's
2: literally what I was <laughs> no thinking. Way. No way.
0: Absolutely not. Once bitten <laughs> really? is a certified banger. Now, this to, is be not... fair,
2: to, to be fair, as I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, this is going to be in my head for the rest of the weekend. It's been like only a few days and I don't remember the lyrics. So maybe I was over uh, hyping myself a little bit. But the music rules, and I will hear nothing else about it. So thank you. <laughs> Goodbye.
1: <laughs> the only song that really stands out is uh, the little jingle for the, the killer, the little punk jingle that pops up. Ba-da- yeah, uh, and that's
0: more of like a, mo- like a score motif as opposed to like a, a soundtrack song.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. except that's I do remember the- a hair metal song during one of the uh, bikini contests. But uh, it just sounded like very generic 80s hair metal.
2: Music. I mean, did you guys watch this with <laughs> subtitles on?
0: Uh, yes, I did.
2: Okay, because that was the best part was that the subtitles were giving all the lyrics to the music, which isn't always the case. Sometimes they just kind of do it in and out or just say music or whatever. But that was my favorite part was reading the lyrics to this to these songs. Banger, banger. Banger. just some classic nonsensical 80s hair metal I, I i just i don't know man i i'm i'm honestly surprised that you guys weren't a fan of this fan of this music
0: no nah. i mean i enjoyed it in uh it's so bad it's good kind of sense um i thought it was bad music So, I mean, I guess we both enjoyed it, but for different reasons, it sounds like. (laughs) Better than Dayseeker, Matt? You know, uh, I only listened to about 15 (laughs) seconds of uh, of Dayseeker, so... Uh you never gave a song rec so I never gave it non a shot. So
2: I well we got distracted because you announced your engagement casually yeah, in the group you chat. You steamrolled I my DC conversation. <laughs> I was like, opponent. "Oh, I wonder I should check out this band, but uh I should actually ask Travis for a song recommendation since he like made a point of that." And then Matt's like, "Just kidding, I'm getting married." <laughs> <laughs>
0: My bad. Well, yeah. anyway, Day Seeker. Well, you know, we'll see.
1: The Color Black would be the song I would recommend. That's my favorite Thank you. right now.
2: Thank you. I appreciate okay. that. <laughs> Interesting.
1: For all the listeners too.
2: Um, I, w- I would like to talk about the true star of this movie, which is our blonde businesswoman gal that does get murdered. Unfortunately, that was a real bummer. But, uh, do you guys know who I'm referring to?
0: No clue. No nope. blonde businesswoman girl.
2: Well, she had a business, and that business was um, oh talking to yeah.
0: The um, I don't. It, that oh. was kind of a weird the, the sex worker or whatever she was doing. Escort. Yes. Whatever.
2: I think she was a sex worker, but in a very like a very casual way. Like, not in a professional way. Like, she almost, like, was, like, come back to my room. I need money to go be a doctor and help, you know, people who are less fortunate than me. She's, like, or, a grifter.
0: Like, not... She She yes, was a, but, a, a but con a, woman, kind of.
2: Kind of, but, like, she. it's not like she's stealing men's money. They no. give her money after she has sex with them. Right. So, it's sort of like she's a <laughs> sex worker, but she uses, like deception yeah but like I that sounds that sounds wor- like i was very like that she's the real star of the movie we should follow her like and i find it i actually found that interesting because like at first like when she's killed i was like oh they're like it's like they're killing men who are the killer is killing men who are gross and then just also like women who they think are um uh like promiscuous or whatever that kind of vibe but like it just kind of seemed like they were just killing women they were like the killer was like N- women are the worst and men are gross and let's go
1: well specifically it was anyone who's a sinner
2: Right.
0: Which is anyone who has premarital sex, but specifically women who have premarital sex. But it seemed like targeted, like,
2: it seemed like kind of women targeted, which I thought was interesting because, spoiler alert, the killer is the reverend, which, you know, whatever, aside. But I thought it was really interesting that the reverend was clearly taking out his, like, anger and disappointment and bullshit misogynistic views of of what his daughter was about and was doing he was clearly taking all that out by murdering other people when he clearly just like wanted to murder his daughter right
0: um i think that's an interesting read i I think you're probably giving the movie a little bit too much credit um Cause like I honestly think they made the killer the revelant, or the Revelind, the Reverend as like a you're never gonna guess who the killer is kind of thing. Like I didn't really read into Except the fact that he was the killer, other than it should have been
1: obvious, right?
0: Once it happens, yeah, because they
1: they do because. You it you seems you like realize... such a throwaway character almost totally
2: right. Like why focus on the reverend and his daughter if he's not going to be a more main character? Like... But
0: that's why it's just a bad movie. He he had to be in the movie so that they could have a killer. Like you can't have the Scooby Doo moment where you like reveal the you pull off the mask if okay. he's not a character in the movie. Right? But can we also <laughs>
2: can we also talk about the fact that the Scooby Doo moment happens? Okay, great. And then there's like no time left in the movie so he gets killed like immediately after that and i really feel like that was a missed opportunity and they like the fact that there's almost no time for you to be like holy shit and for them to be like i don't know like a lot of slasher movies you know you have like a like a reveal and then a chase if the reveal isn't like in the final moments but the fact that there was the reveal and then, almost immediately, he's killed. Feels just very like anticlimactic.
0: Not only that, he doesn't just get killed. He crashes his bike, gets thrown, and then grabs onto electrical wire and it, <laughs> ex, like electrocutes <laughs> himself to death. It was so bad. It
2: was poetic justice, <laughs> it Matt. <was> so <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah. anticlimactic. Like the like he literally gets his helmet ripped off. Doesn't pick up the helmet, so he's just riding around on the bike as the Reverend hits. I don't even know what he hits or why the crash happened. I don't even remember that. But he just like dives face first, grabs a wire, and then gets electrocuted. And then that's the, that's it. That's the end of the like. There's no climax. There's no like final confrontation like you're alluding to, Paris. He just fucking electrocutes himself, and then the movie is over. You know, it was bad. That part was rough.
1: Yeah, the ending was bad, and uh, the the crash i will agree did seem a little clunky or like forced it's just lame it wasn't, like it wasn't clear that he was going to crash right? <laughs> yeah. well, and,
2: and that's the thing like you, basically in a slasher movie you have two options right you can kill off your killer in which case That kind of, like, solidifies, like, that's the, that's the climax, that's the end of the conflict, whatever, that's your resolution, like, you're good. Or, you can leave the killer alive and leave, like, room for more of, like, a franchise option, like, sequels or whatever, or, like, maybe your killer's still, you know, like, there's that element of, like, the killer's still out there and that, like, spooky element. Mm Mm-hmm. If they were going to put his reveal so close to the end of the movie, the better choice obviously would have made it so that he's, like, still out there, right? Like, that there's no real, like, resolution on him killing and he's just going to, like, keep doing it and the cops are going to keep covering it up and, like, we're going to have Nightmare Beach 2 through 10 or whatever, right? Like,
0: Yeah, I mean, it would have been a more satisfying ending if they went like the, you know, the Michael Myers route where you think he's dead and then the body disappears and then, oh, the reverend's gone. What's going to happen to the reverend? But um, it didn't didn't go that that. route. So, I mean, if you're going to kill the killer, fucking do a good job of it, you know? Like, have you guys seen The Burning? Have you ever seen that movie? Mm -hmm. No. They kill the fuck out of the killer in that movie, and that's great. <laughs> that's a great movie. That's one of the that best slasher. Awesome
1: slasher, yeah.
0: Yeah, burning is awesome. So you well, don't y-
2: talk about it too much because maybe we can cover it.
0: <laughs> you got to do something. You know, it was just such a fucking wet noodle ending, and everything preceding it was just ugh. like I had a moment of optimism early on, just from the setting. You know, it's spring break, and you have these fucking you have this stoic meathead and this kind of slime ball meat and they're like going oh, around the town I... looking for pussy, you know? Okay,
2: like... can we talk about the fact that everyone's like, oh yeah, that's the guy that fucking ruined the orange, the orange bowl. bowl. <laughs> Fuck that guy. And then, you know what? I'm like, oh, he's definitely like the climax of the movie he's gonna have to like catch a football or like catch something or like throw a football like why do we keep bringing that up oh if God. that's not relevant in any way shape or form ever because like this is it a bad never movie. comes back it never they're just like everyone's like oh isn't that the guy that fucked up the orange ball why to what end i would have loved
0: that that would have been amazing amazing. had some
2: sort of
1: redemption (laughs) that's literally
2: i thought this is clearly setting up for that like any other movie even a bad movie any other movie that would be setting up for that right where he has to like catch a football and that's how he like saves the day for some reason
0: well he was the quarterback so what should have happened is he should have sniped the biker off the bike and like decapitated him with a football. That would right. have been amazing. Like,
2: like he somehow has a football in that like junkyard and he just like throws this perfect, beautiful spiral at the fucking killer. And then it donks the killer in the head. That's how he crashes his bike. Boom. And then
1: it gets a Better movie. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah, that would have been huge. Oh man. <laughs>
2: Redemption bringing back plot items from the beginning so they're not just there for no fucking reason did i just write a better movie yeah you
0: did we yeah. yes see all at the all the ingredients are yeah. there <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, the ing- at least at least a better ending yeah <laughs> all the ingredients are here for a good slasher and it just it's just right. dull and, and kind of messy and, and uninteresting and
2: and for a 90 minute movie it really fucking drags man mm-hmm. i was like when it ended, I was like, "Was this really only an hour and a half? It felt like three hours." Jesus, pretty long,
0: yeah. That's why I had to watch it in two chunks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How about the uh, the running gag of the uh, the guy who keeps pretending, pranking he's dead, them, like yeah, the, the fake death.
2: I yeah. did like that.
0: See, there are a couple. So, ult- I mean, we'll we'll do star star ratings in a minute here. Like, ultimately. It wasn't the worst movie ever. And there were some moments that kind of charmed me. That being one of them, like that that guy who like pretends to be the shark. The prankster. Right? And the sheriff like shoots into the water with a shotgun. He's like, no, don't shoot, <laughs> don't shoot. <laughs> but the whole thing, what okay, was his punchline? Was... Like, can't you take a joke or something? Something like yeah. that. Like, don't yeah. you know how to take a joke? Like four times. Like <laughs> they, they keep going to that well. And that was making me laugh. And there, there were a couple moments of humor that I thought were were decent but
1: i did love the sheriff shooting into the ocean that was awesome <laughs> yeah that was
0: great
2: <laughs> i mean and that... we'll talk about people shooting, shooting into, into the, the water on our next yeah literally people shooting into the ocean water on our next review
0: um but nightmare beach i mean do we have any other thoughts on this before we move on i i don't really have much else to say it was uh um, honestly, we got more out of that than I than I thought we would. That was a pretty uh, lively discussion. <laughs> yeah,
2: I have nothing else to say other than usually, you know, I come I come prepared with some trivia. I've got I've done a little bit of research. There is nothing nothing about this movie so much so that the trivia is like the. The killer's helmet was this Italian brand of motorcycle helmet. Like there was <laughs> nothing on this movie other than what Travis already mentioned with the possible director and how much was he involved in that. But mm-hmm. like really I was coming up I was coming up dry this <laughs> this time you guys.
0: Uh, it's it it looked better than I thought it would. I mean not to say that it looks good, but I mean it You know, it seemed like there was a a decent amount of money behind it for one of these kind of shitty eighty slashers. Like, it wasn't offensively bad in its production value. So, it at least had that going for it. But if anything, that almost ends up being a detriment because you don't have the, like, camp factor of, like, shitty, uh, whether it's shitty special effects or just, like, bad camera quality. Like, it was just...
2: I felt like that that's Meh. the kind of thing like it could have been a great campy cult classic if it had just been a little bit better or worse, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, you guys want to go ahead and give uh, star ratings?
1: Sure. Let's do it.
0: I landed on a two out of five
1: for Nightmare Beach. Uh one point five for
2: me. Wow. Um I went uh two point five, but I did actually wanna say uh Jess and Kurt gave me their star ratings as well. So I thought I'd add that to mine. Uh Kurt gave it a two out of five and Jess gave it a three out of five. So I guess I fit right in the middle there.
0: I oh, wow, just loved it. She would give it a three. Out of so five. she actually gave it a
2: four out of five. And then we had like a little bit of a, like a discussion afterwards. Cause I was like, tell me your thoughts on it. And we talked about the insane number of plot holes in it, which we didn't really get into the review. Cause it didn't need to be discussed really. But like once her and I talked about the insane number of plot holes, she was like, you know what? I'm going to bump that down to do a three.
0: <laughs> she came in hot at a four. That makes perfect sense. She used to give me so much shit for my movie taste. <laughs> she thought I had... She think, thinks she thinks I have the worst taste in movies. Get out of four out of five. I
2: don't know that that's true. I think she probably was just giving you a hard time. But. Well,
0: yeah, that's part of it, too. But pretty sure she thinks I have a very pretentious taste in movies, which, to be That fair, is
2: not wrong, though. I do.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, it goes both ways. I, uh the the finest wines and the cheapest beer i love them all except this movie this is uh what kind of beer is this yeah. this is this is M- miller high life. miller light oh <laughs> miller light <laughs> is okay miller light you know i can tolerate miller light miller high life eh, it's you know okay. it's not gonna make me barf but i'm not enjoying it you know what i mean
2: i'll drink it if it's free B- but no If there's else. beer
0: pong, uh, <laughs> maybe a little Survivor. Otherwise, no thank you. I will pass. Okay. That's going to do it for Nightmare Beach. Let's go ahead and move on to the second half of our beach horror feature. Uh, Piranha 3D is the next one on the list. Let me get this uh, bad boy pulled up on IMDb real quick. Um, um, were
2: we not supposed to watch Piranha 3 D? Mm, Shut up.
1: Awkward.
0: <laughs> 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 or Piranha, the Joe Dante film, which I have not seen, but I do like uh, I, I like Joe jo Dante a lot. So, is that Maybe the original? Yeah. I don't know what the relation is, but yeah, there's a movie called Piranha by Joe Dante.
2: Because the original was from 1978,
1: right? Travis? Yeah. Yep. And Piranha 3D is a remake of that. It is a remake. Okay. okay. I wasn't sure. For
2: sure. That's what I thought, but... So,
0: Piranha 3D, plot synopsis. After a sudden underwater tremor sets free scores of the prehistoric man-eating fish, an unlikely group of strangers must band together to stop themselves from becoming fish food for the area's new razor-toothed residents. Directed by Alexander Aja, as we already have discussed. Film stars... Stack cast here Elizabeth Shue, Jerry O'Connell, Richard Dreyfus, Ving Rames, Christopher Lloyd. Just huge cast. Paul Shear.
2: Paul Shear is, is my guy. And let me tell you, I was so excited. Kurt was like, I think I just saw Paul Shear's name in the credits. That's That's the guy you like, right? And I was like, what is he in this that's so weird he was killing it
0: in peak paul Shear form He was.
2: oh great. yeah
0: <laughs> so um this was a second watch for me i saw it back in the day around the time of its release um
1: travis the second watch for you as well yes yep first time was in the theater in 3d
2: wow oh, i'm actually jealous. a little jealous
1: <laughs> and paris first time watch
2: this was the first-time watch for me. Yeah, I had to watch it in 2D. A little bit of a bummer.
0: Um, I can go first on Piranha. Um, I think it's great. I think it's so much fun. Way more graphic than I remember. Um, probably should have expected it, coming from Alexander Aja. But I was like cringing a little bit like this movie is brutal like once you get to the climax where the piranhas are just like fully fucking people up in the lake there's some gnarly stuff in here and it's it's just so self-aware like this movie knows exactly what it's going for it's got a pretty decent budget behind it and i think it's a blast i uh was a big fan uh, you know, I was I was a fan from the first watch, but I think I liked it even more. Uh, ten years later, that's where I landed. General impressions.
1: I it went down for me on a rewatch ten years later. Oh no! Um, watching it by myself at home in two D. Um, I think it did peak when I saw it in the theater, but that was like the perfect viewing experience. Was crowd, you know new release i'm 10 years younger so even more immature than i am now Uh, um, (laughs) it was in 3d so yeah, (laughs) it had everything working for it (laughs) in the theater but seeing it now i kind of knew where it was going and i do remember quite a bit from it just because it's pretty memorable um Mm -hmm. but yeah to your point i do think it is a very fun movie it's I mean, it's it's in the same vein as Nightmare Beach, but just does it a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. Just yeah, across the
0: board. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> TNA. I mean, wet, t- wet t-shirt contest. Let's check.
2: talk about it. Double Ds. <laughs> check.
0: Like, it's got everything in here. Paris, let's hear your general. Before we like get into the specifics, I want to hear your general impressions on this one
2: yeah so i was not expecting how much i fucking loved this movie yes (laughs) like i the tiny 12 year old boy that lives inside me secretly was like just enjoying the shit out of this and like gonna get into specifics later but like really everything from the excessive tna to the excessive gore and violence to the excessive amount of actually quality and you know household named actors that are in this like the the self-awareness the silliness of the cgi how that's aged so poorly and just just the the general vibe of like 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 the like Matt you said like this was like Nightmare Beach but better. This is like what Nightmare Beach wishes it would be because it is self-aware to the point where they're like chewing on the fucking scenery. Like the camp is high level. I just I was shocked. But I love this movie.
0: Nice. I am happy to hear that. That is awesome. Um, I did want to mention, uh, and then I'm going to hand the mic to someone else, the fact that I had a little bit of an emotional roller coaster watching this one. Um, oh. The movie went down a full star when Eli Your Roth boy. showed up. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I as like, soon
2: as I saw Eli Roth, I was like, wait, did he direct this? Because immediately I knew you would hate that.
0: Full star dump. And then an hour no. later... When he shows back up again and gets absolutely annihilated by that boat, Slaughter. one and a half star bump up. <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately it worked in the movie's favor. <laughs> so that was huge.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: before man,
2: we get into if,
1: before uh, we... Oh, I was going to say if Harmony Crin was in this movie and got killed, this would have been a five, Matt.
0: This would have Honestly. been, I mean, spoiler <laughs> alert, on the Mainline podcast, we're doing our top 100 lists of all time in anticipation of our 100th episode. Mm-hmm. That would have put, that would have taken this movie, <laughs> another spoiler, this is a four star <laughs> movie for me. That would have bumped this up a lot. Matt, way to blow your
2: load early, Jesus.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, from the, the my tone and the things I'm going to be bringing up, four stars make sense, so not not too much of a surprise, but... That would have been, if I got to see my two most hated, my movie nemeses, my Joker and (laughs) Two-Face, just absolutely (laughs) annihilated by piranhas and or boat, that would have been that's come town, ladies and gentlemen. Eli Roth is your two-face,
2: <laughs> right? And Harmony Corinne is your joker. Yes. Like that's fully established. <laughs> that's, okay. Yes. Glad we're on the same page. In my in my um, rogues
0: gallery, yes.
2: <laughs> before we get into too many details on this, I do want to mention though. Um, I watched this, uh, my dad was in town. So I watched <laughs> this with my dad and yeah. Kurt. Nice. And Nobody told me. I probably shouldn't have watched this with my dad. Oh my God. <laughs> well, it depends on. But here's on, the thing.
0: Depends on your dad. Yeah. No, my <laughs> I dad think he is was cool, right?
2: My dad is awesome. Yeah. I felt a little awkward seeing that much TNA with my dad sitting next to me. Um, but. It was mostly awkward cuz my dad just kept being like, "Look at the titties." Like he's cool. But <laughs> I was like, "I'm looking at the titties. You also are." It was a little, you know, it's it's just always a little like weird to be like, "Hello, parent." Like,
0: yeah. You know. It's never not awkward. When there's some sort of sexual content. I mean, it's just, I guess it depends on how you were raised. But I would say for most people, any kind of like sexual content around your parents is always kind of uncomfy. But, you know, at least it was Piranha. I mean, at least we weren't reviewing fucking, I don't know, like Nymphomaniac or something like that would have been an absolute nightmare watching with a parent.
2: Side note, love that movie, but that's a different story you love Nymphomaniac? Are you for real? We have talked about this before, Matt. Oh, my God.
1: It's a different show.
2: Yeah, very, very, very <laughs> different show. <laughs> um, cool. Tune in. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon where we talk about only movies that have horrific sex acts in them. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. That's for the X-rated content. Subscribe to the Patreon.
2: <laughs> oh, speaking of X-rated... <laughs> Despite the fact that this movie is like probably the most gratuitous both, I wouldn't say the most gratuitous in violence, but definitely the most gratuitous in like, you know, uh, genitalia and stuff and, and other body parts, um, th- no cuts were recommended or demanded by the MPAA. And I know we kind of mentioned the MPAA in our last episode, but I want to just reiterate that this movie obviously had an R rating. But it was shown in theaters. No cuts.
0: It's just uh, it's just perfect. It just straddles the line. Right? I mean, we get a, a dick being eaten by piranhas in this movie. We get
2: a dick on screen for over 10 seconds. Like, just floating. It's little CGI, 3D animation in the air. And that was the only part where I was like, I hate.
0: that so that is the most memorable part. Like from my first uh, viewing, the main thing I remembered from Piranha 3D is Jerry O'Connell's dick being eaten by piranhas. Like that. That's honestly the only thing I distinctly remembered from this movie. Some great CG there too. Oh
1: yeah, right. The fact that it barfs up the the dick. So good. (laughs) So good.
2: First of all, I'm fine with all kinds of gratuitous nudity, but I never want to see a penis. And in, in I just want to mention that in recording this podcast, I've probably seen more movies that show, like, a dick in them than I've, like, maybe ever watched ever. So I just want to give you guys that credit. And then also um, to say that scene, because, like, you can tell sometimes when stuff was supposed to be 3D or, like, would have been 3D in theaters. Right that felt like one of those scenes do you guys remember that dick being 3d like coming at your face literally
0: well you can tell i mean travis you're the only oh, one yeah. who saw it in 3d coming yeah. on your face but
1: or uh like when she pukes off the side of the boat and it's like that's the other one onto the camera yeah
0: yeah that was the it's other good, like, like super noticeable one um yeah, thank you, Paris, for pointing out that we uh we love dicks on this show. I mean, we talk about hanging dong all the time. The more dicks, the better. Oh, Just yeah. you know, it's uh on mainline and digest. We love dicks. You know, we're <laughs> we're we're cis hetero men. Me, Travis, and uh, and Tom on the mainline show, but we love dicks. We love, dicks. We love talking about dicks. And come,
2: we yep. you know we
1: love. We come appreciate too. a good dong. Yeah.
2: I guess as the token woman and non-hetero person, I can say I don't care for penis. I mean, seeing it on screen, like I don't care for it. But I have seen a lot of it while recording. So, you know, thanks for that, I guess.
0: You know, it's just uh, we need more of it. You know, it's just, it's been so unequal for so long. We just, um, we just need more Got cocks.
1: Normalize the dong shot. Mm-hmm.
2: Hashtag normalize the dong shot. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> kind of a hey.
1: kind of a girthy
0: hashtag there, but
1: <laughs> I think I might have a reason for why uh, the MPAA didn't uh, bat an eye at this. Is because it was produced by the Weinstein brothers. So you know how those guys oh, are in hooks oh, with them. Gross. And, uh, yep. Pull some. I strings. did. Okay,
2: I did see that in the beginning, and I was like, ooh, should we still be watching? but it's fine if we like, you know i didn't pay f- i didn't pay for it, it
1: i did <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, did. I paid for it for you guys to watch it. wait <laughs> to, to oh be fair, yeah i
2: forgot
0: <laughs> harvey weinstein is a piece of trash and but you you can't you can't get around it like some of the best some of the best movies were produced by the weinstein company like yeah, you can't. True. It's just yeah. not. It wouldn't be fair to to cancel any like, movie. Produced it would by be, the line It would scenes. be
2: unfair to all of the, not only the actors, directors, writers, producers that were also just on it. Anybody but to worked every, on it, but to everyone who worked on totally. any of those films, it would yeah. be unfair to punish them because the their production company was run by the worst piece of shit. Like that's unfair. You're right. But that's, you do have that reaction like, uh,
0: every time you see his name. Just like Yeah.
2: <laughs> just a little like so like I started the movie and I went mm-hmm. and then, you know, had the best movie I've ever seen. And on, then you move on. On yeah. this podcast.
0: <laughs> Whoa. What? No uh did you hear that Travis? What? No. She what? just said this is the best movie she's ever seen on this podcast. And we've I meant seen to we, say we that watched I've Dracula. reviewed for this Podcast. We watched Dracula. Travis, Ooh, you can't. No, let her get away I with didn't this. like
2: that very oh, much. Oh my god. <laughs> I are we've talked about that in length.
0: <laughs> let the right one in. Oh my god. Are you gonna give this movie like a six out of five or something? Can't believe you had the that's audacity
2: real, to say that. That's not a rating, Matt. <laughs> I would never.
0: Uh, Travis, sorry, we keep cutting you off. What what were you trying oh. to say? Uh
1: oh I was just gonna say that if we cancelled all of Weinstein's movies, that's also like the majority of Tarantino's filmography and i just uh, can't do that so well, i wouldn't be and that about the thing sad is it, the
2: thing is i love tarantino <laughs> but he's problematic in his own way, so we don't need to get he's him he's
0: eventually going to get himself canceled anyway so
2: he already has he's gotten himself like low key canceled so many in, times yeah he's been in hot but water think, a couple but times but i think we all sure. i think oh, we yeah. all just forgive him because we like his movies so much
0: yeah well
2: you know? Uh, a little bit of that
1: i think he's uh doing better now but yeah definitely some uh sketchy stuff in the past i don't know i mean the whole
0: bruce lee thing and we'll save it we'll save it
2: we'll save it for a different day we don't need to get into that that's a different conversation (laughs) for a different day uh subscribe to the patreon if you want to hear our tarantino only content 99 dollars a month we'll get you behind the scenes where we just argue about uh, our boy QT and whether he's problematic or not.
0: We're going to be like heat-seeking missiles. We're looking for people to cancel. We're going to be on the front lines (laughs) of the cancelers (laughs) just looking for material. I'm
2: going to be honest, of the three of us, I don't think any of us are equipped for that. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Anyone
2: Um, that says, I love titties, I don't think that's quite a... PC this is this is a TNA podcast yeah we're we're (laughs) TNA friendly here (laughs)
0: Um,
2: TNA focused
0: mm -hmm. so um, oh yes so the the movie is really stupid right so Mm -hmm. the main the main thing that I thought you know I guess I'll say made me chuckle with how stupid it was was the side plot with the main character you know he, he's supposed to be babysitting his siblings and they like decide to go fishing he's like oh i'm just gonna go to this island over here i'm gonna catch some fish and the and the sister's like that's not a good idea we're supposed to stay home and then cut 10 minutes later when it comes back to their story and he fucking forgot to tie the knot and they're just like stranded on the island like that is so stupid the fact that they would even like they had to do that to add an element of, like, tension later in the movie, right? Right. the characters, like, reconvene. But when that happened, I was like, oh, my God. Like, you're of course you're going to have them go out to this island. And, of course, they're going to get stranded on it. Like,
2: it's just See, I it's thought, self-aware in that way. I thought you were going to say this movie is really stupid because they immediately say, oh, this is going on. We're going to call seismologist divers and they will be here tomorrow. That was, we kept, okay, literally, that caught the attention of both me, my dad, and Kurt watching this so much so that I was like, seismologists, that's not a real thing. And then I revealed that I am not that smart because seismologists are definitely a real thing. It's people who study, like you know the science of seismology which is like earthquakes and shit tectonic um,
0: plates and shit
2: yeah like all of that dumb shit I, like they both looked at me <laughs> when i was like seismologist isn't even a real thing they both looked at me like are you fucking okay like are, are you stupid <laughs> the answer is yes i am a little dumb but <laughs> but seismologist divers not a thing and would they be there the very next day less than 12 hours later absolutely not but that's one of the great things about this movie they had to get adam scott in there they had to get them to dive deep down into the piranha hole and then get ripped to shreds we've mentioned it but we've not talked about some of the best parts of this movie which is the absolute annihilation and violence that goes on i mean there's the diver scene but then the fucking beach scene can we talk about the beach scene a little bit
0: the so you're talking about the like the climax at the end the bloodbath yeah just the absolute
2: bloodbath fucking massacre where people are being pulled out of the water without legs or with their bodies of just mostly like ground looking like ground up meat attached to like this thin ass bone oof i was both here for it and really grossed out
0: I think that scene is kicked off. It might it might not be the first act of violence that happens, but it, it, it's one of the first. The girl who is in the inner tube and the and she gets her, her butt ass. eaten out. Yeah, yeah, she gets her ass eaten. Oh my god! The fact that that kicks off that whole sequence and it's just chaos from there on out. Like you have all of like, the people who beautifully get on the...
2: orchestrated chaos, like and it really looks... well, like well choreographed chaos.
0: Totally. And it's gnarly, too. Like, every time they show, like, a mutilated body that's just, like, chewed up by the piranhas, like, it's never less shocking. Like, it's... I think this movie... One of the movie's biggest strengths is in the special effects work that is done. Like, every time, I'm like... You would think after a while... Like, Nightmare Beach is a perfect example. After you see two or three electrocuted bodies, you're like, okay, well, this is not that interesting. I could I could watch... Mutilated body after mutilated body eaten by piranhas in this movie. Like they, they oh keep finding different ways to like eat people. Like with Jerry O'Connell, it's his bottom half, and he's just like they drag him out of the water, <laughs> and it's just his bottom half, just bones with barely any meat. Or like so the, the
2: guy, I think it was Ving Rhames, that carries the guy out of the water, and as he's carrying him, the bo- his his body which is barely being held intact rips in half and you see him screaming (laughs) oh my like that's such a visceral i had such a visceral reaction to that and it's so good
0: oh wait so i I also wanted to mention the guy he's like one of the friends of the love interest like because is his name jake the main character is it jake
2: sure or something like that i don't know we'll don't call know. him jake who, yeah, who cares jake.
0: the girl that he's into she's like kind of seeing a guy and he's kind of a douchebag and she ends up ditching you know those two guys that she ditches right yeah he uh-huh. was gonna
2: get her backstage passes for right. something the that backstage not happening
0: he tries to escape on the jet ski or no the boat he gets an he gets in a boat
2: and he's just like right like a driving
0: seat. through people <laughs> oh, like <yeah. laughs> hitting them with the boat they get caught up in the rudders. Like was,
2: well, because I, I love that too so because hard. that is exactly what would happen like some people would just be like fuck this shit and would be like i don't give a shit about anyone else i'm just yeah. gonna get out of here in this fucking speedboat and then they would be dragged there there's bodies flying everywhere and then they would eventually be dragged down because people are just trying to climb on the boat and tip it over like that was yep. so
1: yeah and i doesn't think that's that end up fucking him though because doesn't a girl's hair get caught in his motor
2: <laughs> and it rips <laughs> oh, off oh Rips, it ripped, yeah. literally God. scalps her whole head rips off all the skin like that's the thing and and Matt, you mentioned this with like nightmare beach like you kind of get the same thing over and over and over again I think that's the biggest thing with Piranha 3D, that it really, like, it relies on these kills, but everyone is so different. Like, it's not just, like, this person got their legs eaten off, this person got their legs eaten off, over and over again. Every single kill that we see in depth is so different and so intense, and it just keeps ramping it up over and over, and you think it can't get any more gruesome or awesome, and it just keeps going. Like, that is one of the... The real highlights of this film.
0: Mm -hmm. And there's also a little bit of misdirection. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, there's the scene where the woman is like paragliding and she's got like big
1: old boobs. Oh, yeah. And there's a point where she like
0: ends up in the water and you think she's going to get her boobies chewed up by the piranhas. And I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen. I I don't think they went that route. But the whole time, like, there's, like, I don't think this movie is scary, but I do think there's something to be said about the tension. I don't know if you guys felt this, but anytime anybody was in the water... You have that, it's that Jaws element, right? Like, all it takes is Mm -hmm. a camera in the water looking at exposed flesh, right? Like, that's all it takes to generate tension. And there's so much of that in this movie. So, the fact that she was, like, flopping around in the water with her giant titties, I thought for sure they were going to go there where they would, like, the piranhas would, like, chew up her boobs. Pretty sure that's not what happened, but...
2: No, they just That's chew up her I thought, bottom sure half. Right. They chew up her bottom half and then she comes up on the on the parasail or whatever. And the then air. she's she's just like like boobs her up. Whole like bottom there's half nothing is else. Gone, yeah. <laughs> but, but but I get what you mean, like like there's a scene where the younger sister is uh, they're stuck on the island and the younger sister steps in the water, and I've verbally said out loud, Don't go in the water. Like it's very Jaws feeling like and they're obviously playing off of that. I mean, why have Richard right. Dreyfuss in there? The poster for this movie is playing on the jaws of it all like it's definitely clearly giving that vibe, but I feel like like you said like they actually did a good, good job of ramping up that tension that as soon as anyone's even a little bit in the water, you're like, "Oh, this person is fucked."
0: It's a different kind of tension. Like you're you're tense because you're like anticipating the next kill. It's not the kind of tension where you're like dreading what's going to happen, right? Like, they kind of subvert the Jaws thing in a sense because I mean, maybe it's just because I'm a sick fuck, but like the way I was just getting amped up for, like, all right, somebody's about to get eaten by piranhas, right? Whereas when you see Jaws or one of the, you know, a different movie that borrows from that trope, just horror in general, like you're dreading the release right the anticipation is where you get that like joy from in this movie it's like build up to something gnarly and i i really appreciated that about piranha just the fact that like there's so much of it and i was um uh, i was on board i was uh loving it
1: what else you guys got Um, not much it's a uh, yeah, it's a fun movie, but it is ultimately uh pretty dumb and silly at the same time, but again, that's also what it's going for, so can't really criticize it too much for being dumb or silly when that's exactly what it's trying to be
2: for sure
0: yeah of of the three of us travis you're you're the least um. Like yeah. silly, Stoked goofy of goober, goofy <laughs> go, goofy go, goofy goober. Jesus, type of uh I'm three beers deep. Give me a break, all right? Goofy, goofy geber.
2: Oh my god, are you saying? <clears throat> I think he's trying to say goofy goober.
0: I I said it successfully. So, mm. but you're of the three of us, you're the least into that kind of uh, silly, ultra violent. I mean, you like ultra violence too but th- this one was less in your wheelhouse um, i'm
1: not a, as big a fan of camp or trash as you guys right right <laughs> but i also do i any horror movie chelsea will not watch with me so i typically have to watch them by myself right you're kind, kind of moves, stranded of on them. an island
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, because I do. An think, island sounded, surrounded by piranhas.
1: Mm. Yeah, Aww. but yeah, I think some of the fun <laughs> with these movies is watching it with a crowd or with a group and all reacting together to it. If you're watching it by yourself, it's not as fun. And then you, you know, you maybe pick it apart a little more. Just don't really get the full enjoyment from it. But I do remember Can't. loving it in the theater. My initial rating of this was four point five. I
2: big fan coming out of the theater (laughs) camp is not i think you hit the nail on the head really travis camp is best enjoyed with at least a few other people
0: it can definitely enhance it can enhance it for sure yeah Mm -hmm. like
1: a suburban commando right matt Oh, my God, I forgot. <laughs> that movie <laughs> is <laughs>
0: one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I had forgotten that movie existed
1: until you mentioned that. That's awesome. Wait, like, just now? <laughs> yes, I had forgotten it existed, forgotten it existed
0: it? until... That's the Hulk Hogan movie, right?
1: Yeah, the one oh we watched with Tom. God. At your uh, party. I thought it was
0: with Tyler. Didn't we watch it with Tyler? No,
1: it was the one and only what did you call it cinephiles diarrhea or something like that oh <laughs> 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 oh man we gotta bring that segment back
0: <laughs> Oh yeah Yeah, the one and only cinephiles diarrhea hey christopher David. lloyd was in that movie too
1: and remember it was starring a young elizabeth moss she played the uh Little girl on the bike who stopped when he was trying to get the cat out of the tree. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, Shelley Duval's in that movie too.
1: <laughs> I'm seeing now.
0: Oh man! What
2: what a wild ride!
0: Sabrina so Commando is huge. One of the oh, worst yeah. movies I've seen. <laughs> I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh god. Okay, you guys ready to give star ratings here?
2: Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: Fuck yeah! Uh, it's going to be four out of five for me.
1: I was going to go with a three, but I think uh, that's a little too low. So going to go with a 3.5. Nice. Paris.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm giving How this high? movie a five.
0: <laughs> Whoa.
2: That makes sense, though. Did you hear me Sounds say like... anything negative about this movie? No. No. You This loved it. was a banger. It hit every single one possible thing I could want in a movie
0: (laughs) from this kind of movie or a movie (laughs) so that's what I was I was gonna I was
2: gonna qualify that with there's kind of two types of five-star movies for me one is what you would call like an art a masterpiece of art of acting of writing that's it's just it's it's the next level it's The most best
0: and then the other Uh is the room
2: right (laughs) which is a five-star movie in my book i've seen that in theaters countless times but and this is this is something like that this is something i will be showing to people this is something i will be coming back to if this were to air in any theater at any time in this area within the next year i will be going to see it like I love this movie and I and I want to see it again. I want to share it with people. Like that's no notes, five stars.
0: So, real quick, um before we move on, I was just, I just happened to pull up the room on Letterboxd. And it has a 2.6 average, right? Which is not mm-hmm. good. But it has 25,000 and change 5 star reviews right? and it has 23,000 and change half star reviews (laughs) well so that's what I I was going to say when you said 2.5 average I
2: was like I bet it's because it's like a 1 star to 5 star Like it's not people in the middle people either are like this is the worst movie I've ever seen or the best movie I've ever seen I've never seen a curve like this or like me (laughs) like me Best, worst movie you've ever seen.
0: It's, um, yeah. That one, I can't get on board with. I fucking hate The Room, but, um... That's
2: a different story. You saw The Room for the first time in a crowded theater with a bunch of people screaming over the lines, Rocky Horror style. Like, that is not a good way to watch any movie for the first time. Nonetheless, a movie that is bad, and you need to, like... You need to, like, appreciate how awful it is before you go and like watch that with a crowded room where you can barely hear the lines like so
0: yeah i think you're probably right but i mean i the first time i saw rocky horror was at one of those types of events right and i think rocky horror is great so that's a different that's a different thing it's 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 different different type of thing it's different for sure
2: But I I truly believe that if you had watched The Room... I don't think you would have loved it, necessarily. But I still think that if you had watched The Room with, like, maybe a couple friends who had seen it before, you would have enjoyed it a lot. You would have enjoyed your viewing experience, at least, a lot more.
1: Maybe. Uh, For the record, I watch The Room by myself, as I do with a lot of movies. And, uh... (laughs) I hated it. Point five stars. Right again, for
2: me. again by yourself. I did I say that? No, I said no with a few friends who had seen it before, which is the only appropriate way to watch it for the first time.
1: But the only way to love that movie is to relish in how, how bad it is, and I don't think I'll right. ever do that. Right. <laughs> I don't no, that's care what fair. The but- is or who's around? Me. No,
2: that's fair. No, y- you're right. Like we just talked about, you're not much of a camp movie person, but Matt is, right? Yeah, so- I still,
0: I don't, I, 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 I mean, you're right. I do think that wasn't the right environment for me to see that movie in for the first time. But I cannot envision a world where I enjoy watching
1: that movie. He already made up his mind, Paris. He can't. You can't and save that's why on this one. i've I've never
2: tried I've never tried to convince Matt that he should like the room I just think that if if his first viewing experience were different he would feel differently about it
0: yeah well we should probably never stop know. talking about the room yes on, on we should yeah yep, we but, should um that's gonna do it for this show uh next up it is my turn. And we are going to go with a pair of video game horror movies. So we're going to be talking Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil, starring Mila Jovovich from 2003, or something like that. And Silent Hill. Um, Resident Evil is available to stream for free on Amazon Prime, so if you're a subscriber, you can follow along and watch it there. Silent Hill, I don't think is streaming anywhere for free, so I may end up uh, Venmoing Travis a couple bucks so that we can rent it on Vudu. Um, but if you're interested, just fucking rent it. Give these give these people a break. Give them some money. Throw a couple bones at the filmmaking team behind Silent Hill. I mean, this is a uh, some people consider Silent Hill an underrated gem, so toss them a couple bones if you're interested, you know? Matt, I
1: can um, get a uh, Silent Hill to own on Voodoo for two bucks.
0: Two bucks?
2: Okay, yep. so we're doing that because it's $3 <laughs> for rent on Amazon Prime.
1: Fuck yeah.
0: All right, um, well, I'll, I'll Venmo you like five bucks and we can like stack the credit or something.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, also, we had not talked about this yet, so live on the air... But um, old pal Kurt might uh, possibly be down to join us next episode. He has uh, played basically all of the Resident Evil and Silent Hill video games and seen most, if not all, of the movies of both of those. Uh, so I think he would like to join. He did mention that he would like to join us. So
0: nice i hope he can that would be a good perspective i've played some of both of those franchises as far as a video game so um that would be a a neat perspective and we've been dying to have kurt on the show anyway that'll be our 20th episode so
2: i mean big moves landmark move
0: (laughs) landmark episode it's gonna be huge um so that is going to be the next episode so if you're following along give them a watch I mean, we will be back in a couple weeks with that episode thank you everybody for listening thanks again to kurt for supplying the uh, official theme music for the digest uh we will be back everybody out there you
2: stay spooky stay scared